0: Shafee. Shafie, are you there? You boys like Mexico! Yeah
1: Okay, okay, folks, those zoom mixtape sounds are taking us away take us away to one magical hour a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular I am Schaefer Hall here on the east side of Austin Texas joining me he has he has the coolest haircut yeah, one of the coolest haircuts out there he's a uh, he's just another fashion victim
0: fashion victim or fashion slave his name's you Ma- make the call
1: his name is Matthew Rampey, and he's coming from way up north how you doing Matthew I'm great. Damn, it feels good to be a podcaster. Oh, the best. There ain't nothing like sailing away on smooth podcast sounds. It's coming from one one magical hour. One magical hour turns into one magical month, balloons into one magical nation, and now here we are, just basking in the community, the comfort, and the comedy.
0: Sometimes our theme song seems like a a DMT trip gone bad?
1: <laughs> That's probably because of tech, technical issues, I think. Certainly. I mean, it Cer- starts out real cool. Certainly not casting aspersions on Mr. Brian Benitez, beloved listener and composer. Uh, oh, and then it's good again. <laughs> Boom. I Coming mean, in and out.
0: I mean, how do you know that that wasn't his
1: goal? Bringing, bringing you... Uh, well, that's, you know, I wouldn't presume to know what's going on in anyone's head it- but my own. In fact, oh. most of the time, I can't, I can't always interpret what's going on in my own head, you know what I'm saying? A musical, magical mind of Brian Benito. I think you do. Put some fruit juice in just there. Fruit, just put some fruit juice in there. Shave her. Cool it off. Cool it off.
0: This is called moose. Oh. And I don't mean the pudding. <laughs> that was a good one, um, man. I am feeling good today. Me too.
1: And I, you know, I'd say that's probably, uh, you know, someday somebody will rank. Someday somebody will rank one magical hour episodes. Uh, I
0: feel like. What's your excuse today?
1: I feel like the last the last few might be lower ranked. Uh, and so coming to, coming to this one, I think this is going to be a, tell you, telling you right now, folks, this is going to be a high ranked episode.
0: I feel it in my bones. Well, we, we casted at night on Monday night and I, I worked my Tuesday tipple into Monday night, which was enjoyable. Had fun on Monday night recording the cast. Um, it was a double take. Yeah. Um, we had the we had the lost cast, which our listeners don't even know about. Yeah. We had an actual lost cast. We did it again. A cast um,
1: meltdown. I've never felt I shouldn't uh, say that. It's been a while yeah. since I felt that horrible is when we were sitting there.
0: It was awful. We thinking about all the yucks that had disappeared. We put in an hour and we lost the recording. Some wow. mysterious I was, at, it was user error is the red light on on your end it's the red light is on i'll do my okay. best to keep an eye on it Good, good yeah um there was that and then you know, whenever we do it at night it's like my mind gets going my heart gets racing it's hard to come down i don't get as good sleep also i drink a beer and i swear one beer will destroy my night's rest i it, i don't know it gets me in the gut Catch up to some uh, evil shenanigans, and so yesterday I was underslept, when we did another cast, and I think both of us were sort of dead on our feet. Uh, and I was I was listening back to it, I could, I could definitely hear it, uh, the the energy level. <laughs> what about you? Did you listen to it? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, and I thought I thought it was fine for what it was, but
1: yeah, you could. I think there was some fatigue apparent.
0: Some, So there was some fatigue there. Well, it's easy to stay on my my 10-year taper weekly rationing plan when stuff like that happens. Uh, Last night, I had such great sleep, man, and I had super uh, detailed, intense dreams, and it just feels like it washes your psyche when when that happens. Oh, definitely. And uh, so anyway, I'm feeling pretty good today. Even after like, oh god! Did you watch the S show last night? I saw.
1: I saw enough of it. Uh, I just wanted to tell you real quick. Uh, the numbers do not belie are that yesterday was a total meltdown. Yesterday was our highest number of downloads ever. We had seventy-seven downloads yesterday previous record was 75 uh, we've hit a total of 751 downloads all time and 203 unique listeners all time so here's to you hopefully hopefully just a couple of you stick around and uh, and we'll keep doing it even
0: with you know even on the face if, if three of those 201 stick around we'll keep doing it <laughs> so, yeah, that's. I feel like we have to entertain more than us So there's one, two of us. We need at least an audience of three. Sounds good. I can, I can stick to that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So just, so sometimes then sometimes the negativity, uh, that, that we bring to it, it, we can hide it, mash it up in a little ball, throw it over the corner of the room until the microphones turn off and then... (laughs) And then it can attack us twice as big.
0: What negativity were you talking about? I don't know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <That> can, <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. But thanks to everybody uh, who downloaded yesterday. It's uh, especially when you're feeling, if you are feeling down about technical issues or something, to have those numbers uh, come in and uh, make
0: you feel good again is a wonderful thing. Well, we're we're talking to people about it more now, right? Now that we've got, this is episode 19, <laughs> Uh, you know, by the end of the week, we're at twenty episodes. Stoked. Um, I got a Facebook direct message from you. <laughs> Did you mean to do that? <laughs> no, I don't think it so. said, "Hey, um, oh, you're doing a podcast."
1: I think, yeah, I was, I was in the middle of individually inviting everybody. Uh, on my Facebook feed to listen to the podcast and I, I just I thought it would be funny at the time to just send it to you too because you popped up it and, was funny and, uh, and
0: yeah
1: also I, just, to, just so you could see what I was doing I didn't download anything but it's funny <laughs> well pulling back the I, curtain folks you're seeing, seeing behind the curtain the uh The the daily slog of the podcasting world. A lot of it's just hitting your Facebook feed, getting the word out there.
0: What does the the show sheet say, Matthew? Well, I had mentioned... um, (laughs) uh, We've got some air quotes coming up here. The, quote, presidential, quote, debate. Oh, yeah. uh, Which, to me, sort of... It looked like the beginning of the end of Western, quote, civilization. (laughs) Uh, We don't need to get into specifics, and I'm sure that everybody's going to hear all about it, and it's probably going to be talked about through history. Um, But just bonkers times. Um, Once again, sort of piling on the pressures of the modern world and the pandemic and the election, (laughs) and just to... The shouting match Um, to me today, after a night, a great night's sleep and feeling like uh, whatever happens, uh, the show must go on. uh, I'm just reminded that, well, I'm reminding everyone out there, apply the maximum amount of self-care during this time. Definitely the next month. So whatever it is whatever it is you need in your life to feel good about yourself, maybe make progress, maybe not make progress. Maybe just maybe just sink into some thing that maybe isn't the best thing for you, but you love it. Just just do it. Just take care of yourself right now.. It's, maybe, uh,
1: maybe stay up till two o'clock in the morning personally messaging everyone on your Facebook feed about a podcast project that you're doing.
0: If that makes you feel good, I mean, who cares that the podcast is going to suffer the next day for it? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish that. <laughs> now, I, listen, I'm not casting aspersions. I I, uh, I didn't have to have that brewski during our podcast and, and bust up my sleep either, but uh, you know. I'm, there you go, podcasting I, I aspersions. Started out mm. this, I started out this year when I tweeted I'm going to fail more and it's and it's going to be okay and uh, just allowing yourself to fail is great <laughs> and it feels great that's, that's part of i mean that's part of my personal self care regimen
1: samuel beckett do you know that quote samuel beckett it's, it's ever tried ever failed fail again fail better mm. so i love
0: i love samuel beckett
1: something mm. like that failing better every time you fail fail better Improve things a little bit.
0: Be a good, uh good mantra for this podcast. I'm finding something really interesting in in the political landscape that we're dealing with today, or the the level of discourse. By all yeah. means, tell me. I, I'm i I'm, I'm seeing more things. I'm noticing more things that are politicized that shouldn't be, but are. I like the first thing that comes to mind is the environment or climate change. Um, I find that so interesting that that's cut along these political lines. Like that should sort of be, (laughs) that should sort of be everybody's top priority. Um, I was listening to a discussion on another podcast where uh, somebody was pointing out that there are some young conservatives coming up that are that are taking that out of the of the political arena and just uh you know everybody agreeing that (laughs) this is an issue this is gonna cost us more in the end if we don't do something about it uh the environment uh, another one was masks you know the whole politicization of of masks and and that that comes down to like belief in science right or, or belief in what's being said about things. I don't know. Another yeah. thing that another thing that has crossed my path just recently that's that people are people considered politicized is systematic racism. Did you know that? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's... I hadn't thought about it before because I was just trying to look at the at the facts on the ground. But apparently, maybe that's what politicism maybe that's what it is to politicize something. It's like whether you're gonna accept the facts of a thing or not. That's certainly what it's come to me now. I don't
1: and yeah, I don't get it either. You know, I try to break things down on yeah, on logically, what makes sense to me, you know, and usually it would be something like, Well, you know, somebody who has kids and grandkids might be more inclined to be worried about the environment than somebody without, you know, and, uh, but that, you know, that doesn't line up with the current president's philosophy. You know, he doesn't seem to be worried about the state of the world that he's going to leave for his grandkids, you know, uh, and, you know, maybe that's cause
0: traditionally the right has been pro business, and that. Well, that's the other thing, management. right? That's where you can go next. You can say, "Well, are you beholden to,
1: uh, are you beholden to big business in any way? Do the do the uh, did you know the Koch brothers put a lot of money in your pockets, so and now you got to uh, now you got to approve a gas pipeline or something? But that's not that that doesn't jive with uh, with Donald Trump either. He's not like he shouldn't be really caring what the what the Koch brothers are up to." Uh, you know, they don't have anything to do with, you know, being a being a slum lord on the East Coast. So I don't you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in his head. They, except there's the one thing that's the one thing that he definitely seems to be consistent on is pandering to the far right, you know, in in any way we can he can. And that's, you know, that's really what you saw uh, you know, in that zoo last night was he the one thing that he consistently did was I I think he appealed to he appealed to his fan base. Like there no matter what, you know, no matter what he said, I guarantee you they enjoyed him telling that old liberal guy to shut up, you know, and interrupting him and making sure that he didn't talk or say anything at all. And that's uh that's something that I, I guarantee you appeals appeals a lot to the uh to the average you know, and I I don't like to, to to make straw man but to the to the average Trump supporter, you know that they they want they want those that liberal elite to shut up. They don't want to hear what they have to say, and uh, and so in that regard, uh, Trump did exactly what what they would what his support group would want him to do. So you know, in that in that regard, he won the he won the election yesterday, no matter what. No matter what rational things Joe Biden might have said, and that's so that's we'll have to see what happens in the next uh, two one or two debates if they even happen. It seems like some people are saying, "Why even bother?" Um, but that's that's it, and I you know I don't really know what else to say about this. <laughs> just
0: well, I was and I had tried. I was trying to take it away from the debate. I was Going through the roof. I was just trying to talk about these interesting topics that uh to me seem uh cut and dried (laughs) and and somehow the political machine takes them and twists them and
1: that's where you end up with these straw men right you know there's a lot of people who wait wait
0: wait wait say that i'm not i'm not familiar with that idiom i'm you said
1: the straw man like, is where, you know, oh, say as a liberal, you set up this guy, this guy, he lives in Oklahoma and he doesn't like, he's a, he doesn't like immigrants and he doesn't like abortion. He doesn't believe in science and he always, you know, votes Republican, you know, now maybe you know some, someone like that and maybe you don't, but you know, when you just set somebody up like that and like and then you say this is what this person thinks then that's that's where all of that that's where all of that you know ideology tied up with uh tied up with uh uh political allegiance that's where that's where it all gets gets all gummed up together because that's really not the way the world mostly works you know i've had you know i've been out at my dad's place in san saba with you know, some an old cowboy who you call conventionally Republican, and I've talked to him about about immigrants, and you know he'll say, "Oh yeah, you know the the folks coming up from Mexico keep our businesses running, and they need to be treated well." And he's like, "You know, you're absolutely absolutely right." That's something that you would think would break on political lines, but doesn't necessarily when the rubber actually meets the road. So. That's that's when we when we create these straw men. You're like, oh, this you're not talking about a specific person. You're talking about this idea of a person, you're saying that's what they think, as opposed to what I think. And you know, that's when all of these uh, all of these beliefs and stereotypes get mashed up together, and it's it's unhealthy. But every you know,
0: yeah, you just sort of have a lack of understanding for your fellow man. Yep. Well, you know how we like to keep the intro light. <laughs> they, you know, uh, I
1: think historically anybody can look and say, "All right, did you podcast the day after the first Trump Biden election?" You know, the uh, I honestly feel like we actually did things, keep things positive compared to where they could
0: have gone. You know, this is yeah. me being positive right now. <laughs> No, you're right. I I mean, we're conflicted about it because we agreed not to talk politics on this show. Yeah. But uh, sometimes the elephant in the room is just too big to ignore. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, you know what I like? I like to take it from politics to like a much happier topic, a much sunnier topic. taking us on a cruise news we talk about it all news cruise exciting and cruise okay good the good news is i have a a feel-good story from the news cruise today i love feeling good a a local story this is going to feel good because it's like this is addressing your neighborhood sweet Uh, This is from our NBC affiliate, KXAN. Austin program aims to provide more healthy food options at local corner stores. Austin, your local gas station could be your next go-to spot for fresh produce. The city of Austin is working to reach neighborhoods where healthy food is hard to find by teaming up with area business owners. The Austin Economic Development Department is teaming up with the Public Health Department to expand the city's Healthy Corner Store Program. The program helps helps convenience store owners incorporate healthy foods into their stores. Things like fresh produce, canned fruits and vegetables, and even some prepared healthy meals. Healthy foods are really important for a healthy quality of life, simply put, said Carol Frazier, the Economic Development's Food Systems Program Coordinator. The program is focusing on what's called the the city's Eastern Crescent. And I'm looking at a map that focuses on zip codes that are, for the most part, to the east of I-35, Uh, Down in South Austin, it kind of swings across I-35. I've never heard that before. The the city's Eastern Crescent. No, that's Um, that's a new one to me. I like it, though. I mean, so, speaking of uh, aspects of systematic racism, uh, the concept of food deserts has uh, (coughs) come into my lexicon, been on my mind. Uh, i I am aware of areas of East Austin where it's, it is difficult to find a, a quality grocery store. Uh, so, I don't know. I think this is a really great. You know, Absolutely. For, for encouraging corner shops to like provide some stuff that isn't just total garbage. <laughs> and, um, uh, as of tomorrow,
1: you will be able to get recent, reasonably priced handmade food at a little place called the Front Page. Welcome, uh,
0: the new sponsor of the Front Page. <laughs> I have lots. Uh, I had that local story to brighten your day, and I had I had one more. Um, I won't. I'll just summarize the story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's from Williamson County. It's a follow-up to yesterday's story about the indictment of Sheriff Robert Chody. Um, have, the headline is he would have fired himself by now, critics react to County Sheriff uh staying in office after indictment. Uh basically, uh there are many critics of the Williams County Sheriff's Department, and they came out yesterday pointing out that uh Sheriff Shody's policy has been to immediately terminate any officer that is arrested. And um uh, but not him. He's staying in an office, and he's taking really good glamour shots of himself for his mug shots. He wants to look—he wants to look his best in his best in busted.
1: Hey, gotta gotta take gotta take advantage of those flashing cameras while you can. You ever pick up a busted at a, at a corner shop? <laughs> I've occasionally done that. Yes, We're pretty fun. Usually because a friend was making an appearance in there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Because of Schadenfreude. <laughs> there's, uh, there's some of that, perhaps, yeah. Or just because, uh, just because uh, my friend's being famous in there makes me feel famous too.
0: Yeah. Sure. Any press is good press. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to our podcast. Uh, I'd like to throw it over to our international correspondent, Schaefer Hall. All right! All right! He's international corner. My first, uh, my first, first of all, welcome all of our
1: international listeners, uh, Darren in Ireland, um, whoever it is in Russia and India who's downloading us so much, uh, Casey in Australia, uh, Jonathan in the uh, United Arab Emirates. Uh, love each, even watch each and every one of you guys. Uh, please keep listening. Right now. I want to go back to a story. I was when we, when Matthew and I were prepping for the show. I was kind of going through uh, my inbox. which sometimes, you know, New York Times will send me some stories, whatever that they think I'll like, I guess, or I don't know. But uh, this one was about journaling during the pandemic, and I, I, you know, I said I, you know, I've never really been a big journaler. Uh, and this story wouldn't have even made it on the podcast except I said to Matthew, I've never really been a big journaler, and Matthew said, Well, we gotta go back to when I used to watch Doogie Hauser or something. He said something to that effect and I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, put a pin in this. We're saving we're
0: saving wait. this for the podcast. Oh, I said, um you know, when Doogie Hauser was popular on TV <laughs> Uh, I tried to do some journaling on a, uh, I tried to do some journaling on like a word processor machine that we had, <laughs> you know, just like, just like Doogie, just he would just like Doogie. open up a file and he would, he would talk about his day and, uh, I, yeah, I did the same thing for a little bit, but, um, how long did that last? Not very long. I, I i couldn't keep it up i don't know i mean what do you have to talk about when you're like a junior in high school yeah i i, I don't know i i i would go a few days and then i it would slip and doogie Hauser would come on again next week the next week and i would maybe write a couple days i always admired doogie for his for his uh journalism chops his, his journaling chops he did a good job of it, but he did a good job of a lot of things, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he was a doctor.
1: Yeah. Uh, I wish, like, do you remember, like, was there any, like, like, Dear Journal, I like Susie so much, but
0: but Susie? Man, I can't remember the, the content of it. <laughs> okay. I mean, and I unfortunately did not save it, or fortunately I did not save it. Fortunately for you, unfortunately for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Oh, all right. Uh, And this, okay, so that was, sorry, that was not an international story in any way, first of all. (laughs) Um, Let's continue with our cruising motif. Uh, And this, you know, this has the potential to be uh, international. Uh, there's, to me, a crazy story. Like the, the current administration, like put a stop. Uh, they were trying to. They were trying to tell, um, tell cruise ships that they couldn't operate for a while. And the and the current administration stepped in and said, no, you can't. Uh, you can't. Uh, you can't limit the operation of cruise ships. Uh, starting like starting in January, so they're allowed to go whenever they want, you know. And people are like, "You're bananas!" And then I'm like, "Well, also I think you're bananas if you ever get on a cruise ship in the first place." Yeah, everything that I know about it. Have you ever been on a cruise? Does that ever? No, uh, no, I've never
0: been on a cruise. That doesn't appeal to me. I have. I'm a landlubber. Oh well, that that'll do you it. Know, I, I don't really. Want to go out on the open ocean? West, all West Texas, and definitely Point. not like with a bunch of people and and the food filled with Shigella and you know, <laughs> uh, cruise ships bug me out. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm the same way, and I, I, you know, I feel like that's something that everybody who has not been on a cruise ship says that, and people who have been on a cruise ship are like, oh, that's actually pretty fun. Uh, however I feel like all of that changes in a time of a global pandemic I mean come on guys where (laughs) at what point at what point has it just become uh, abstractly bizarre to the point of total madness I think that
0: people going on
1: cruises what yeah, well, I mean, they, they, they want to start operating as soon as possible, which I understand that. Their, their business, they need to make yeah. their money or their business will go under. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and who knows? I guess maybe they could, you know, say, all right, hey, let's go. And then people are like, nah, I don't think But I, I guess I, you know, I guess the answer is I don't really know. Hey, uh, One Magical Nation, you ever, you ever go on a cruise? Love to go on cruises? Get us. We want to know uh, if there's... There's some wonderful thing about cruises that we don't understand. Yeah, let me know. Now, there is the Turner Classic Movies Cruise. Uh, I've always wanted to go on that because they have real-life celebrities and, uh, and uh, hosts from Turner Classic Movies. Uh, and you can watch classic movies on the big screen, on the deck of the boat, and hang out with other people who love classic movies. I've always wanted to go on that. I feel like I would probably... Be the youngest person on that cruise, even if at at forty four, about to turn forty
0: five. But it still looks like fun. Are you Are you making Are you stereotyping cruise uh, participants? Stero- well, both cruise participants okay. and Turner Classic Movies fans. The
1: combination of those two uh, things, uh,
0: right. I, yes,
1: right. I think, is pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I think pretty much guaranteed to be
0: I understand the demographic.
1: Of a retirement age which I have not I have, which I am fast approaching, but I'm not quite
0: there yet. Well you told us about your lazy Sunday mornings with your yogurt and uh, listening to your barbershop quartets and <laughs> we, we did we talked about how you were skipping that phase of life. I guess middle you're skipping the middle age. <laughs> so I think you're set. Yeah. I know what I know what to give you for a present now. <laughs> Send Schaefer on a cruise.
1: All right, what else do we got?
0: Um else do we have well i've got the word of the day so i heard this in a conversation about politics and i i'm trying to feature on the word of the day legitimately words that i was not familiar with uh to highlight the millions uh one million to highlight one million words (laughs) and the word of the day is cudgel had you, had you ever heard of a cudgel? Uh, I do know the word cudgel. Uh, okay. <laughs> go ahead, though. Well, cudgel is a short, thick stick used as a weapon or a club.
1: I like this example that's on here, though. Talk about that, the second example.
0: Um, <laughs> the second one? Well, the first one is uh, uh, cudgel one's brains. To I cudgeled <laughs> my brains to recall her name or... Pick up the cudgels Come to the defense or aid of someone or something uh,
1: Yeah that's I, I, was, I was talking about cudgel one's brains Because yeah I've been this whole show I've been looking at the show sheet Laughing at that that sentence I cudgeled my brains to recall her name That sounds like a very British thing to say <laughs> I like that it kind of rhymes <laughs> and we, I we, We've all been there right Like oh look is her name.
0: <laughs> I cudgeled ones Brian's. At least <laughs> at
1: least I've been there. In my Merry Oldsmobile.
0: Oh, I forgot. I forgot I can't play Spotify here. Oh, you drove an you drove an Oldsmobile? Oh, you were gonna play a song. <laughs> I was gonna play a song. The legal team all breathing down our legs. Oh, my.
1: With me, Lucille, in my merry oldsmobile, down the road of life we'll fly, automobile You. <laughs> that's who knows. That's probably gonna sound horrible, but uh, but it sure was fun.
0: Hadn't stopped us before. Definitely is not. <laughs> We're working on the audio quality here, folks. <laughs>
1: schadenfreude pleasure derived by another person's misfortune i'm sure there's
0: uh, i just had Schadenfreud on there because that was going to be my segue between i was having Schadenfreud over uh the turn of events in sheriff robert chardy's life uh, I, uh, <laughs> and i, but I was going to point out how i uh is not the word of the day <laughs> i wonder if
1: uh i wonder if uh, our listeners feel a little schadenfreude Hearing about uh, our technological difficulties. Because everybody knows what it's like to rush around and like deal with some computer problem that, you know, is like easily fixed, but you don't know
0: how to fix it. And, you know, it's a we've all been there. Something to do with recording both participants. I don't know. I'm, I'm recording again. It looks like it's recording. So we'll see what happens. If you're listening to my voice and it sounds super tinny, it's because you got the uh, alt recording. Yeah. We're doing a backup
1: <laughs> recording Like we'll, you know, we'll probably have to use it. We don't really know, but uh. such as life.
0: Listen, I wanted to go back to the story you were telling yesterday um, about meeting Alex Battles. I was listening. I was listening back to it. Great story. I know that you and Alex have become, have become good friends, same with Milton, but there was this tidbit that, (laughs) that just blows my mind, Um, and I I was sort of aware of what was going on at the time when you were living in there, but the Brooklyn, New York Country Music Festival? Yeah. (laughs) Tell us more about that. It was my favorite time of
1: every year. Uh, It started at Freddy's, back room. Uh, and then later moved to Southpaw uh another venue.
0: Was it a small affair?
1: No, it was no it was a big it was a big thing. He like he would regularly sell out three days three days in a large venue. Um or you know, he did two weekends when I was at Freddy's in a smaller venue. Um And it was uh yeah, it was it was a jam, it was a big deal. Uh, and like, you know, my brother, my brother and his friends flew up for it one year. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, you know, is, is there a lot of country music going on in Brooklyn, New York? No, but that that means that that the people out there who are even even if you just kind of like country music, you're like, oh, I got to go check this out. You know, this is something that you don't see too often around here. Uh, and that was the same. Alex used to do a monthly show called the Cash Hank Hootenanny and Jamboree. Where they would just get together and play. The deal was, you had to play, it was like songs written before 1974 with four chords or less. So, you know, they would play a bunch of Johnny Cash, a bunch of Hank Williams, a little uh, Merle Haggard, a little Willie. But, you know, uh, the fans could come up and get up and sing. If you knew a song, you know, the, the requirement was you had to legitimately know all the words. You know, you didn't have to necessarily be the best singer, but you had to actually know the song from start to finish. And then you could get up there, and sing with the band. Uh, and then, you know, f- for that, you got a healthy. They picked up a big bottle of Jim Beam and poured it straight into your mouth. That was your payment for being a singer. And yeah, so once a month, once a month we would get together. That was a buttermilk, uh, and just go go wild. We would drink. So much tequila,
0: and but some of the interest in the in the Brooklyn Country Music Festival was both novel and sort of academic, right? Like I, what you like what you just described of like the, here's these parameters and you know, like it. Well, that was different. That was the
1: that was the Hootenanny. That was that once a month thing. The Brooklyn Country Music Festival was a different thing. That's where he got bands together uh You know, basically any any bands that you know, cl- good you know, established older New York City country bands, or you know, new up and coming country bands. And for th- for three days, it would just be one you know, one band after the other playing. It was it was super
0: super fun. Well, that's cool. I, I it just somehow surprised me. Yeah. There was. Do you think that that was attended by a lot of people from the South who were who were New York, sort of transplant? That's the thing. It was it was a little bit of everybody. Yeah, there was definitely
1: some of that. There was like, but there were also people who grew up in New York. Like, like his guitarist, uh, the old like Puerto Ricans on the block would come
0: to that. The but.
1: professor, uh, his his. Uh, lead guitarist the professor was he grew up in New York and uh, like his father uh, and his father they were like old uh, train driver they were in the train driver's union so he like the he was a he drove subway trains and then uh, played guitar for fun he was a really good guitarist you know yeah there's all of the some really interesting unusual characters would come out for those Would come out for those shows. It was a lot of fun.
0: Fascinating.
1: And I think I'm trying to find here. I was thinking we could just go out with a little, a little. uh,
0: You're trying to find some. Some Brooklyn country music for us. Yeah, go out with a little uh, Alex Battles or
1: uh, Whiskey Rebellion live at Hill Country. Yeah, I think this is the one. <laughs> I think this. Uh, this one has uh, a Sam Samo. Samo was playing lead guitar on this, and I, I think that this is right when I handed him a humongous glass of Tito's Vodka with the uh, that had been infused with serrano peppers. And it was just stri- straight serrano infused Tito's vodka. I think I just just handed it to him when this recording starts.
0: Schaefer, what is this? It smells like a doctor's office.
1: Uh, Thanks so much, One Magical Nation, and remember the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine, the sweeter the Tito's.